0: The reason I bought it is it doesn't have, like, an interchangeable fuse, which I thought was, like, a good sign for quality. <laughs> so we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> <God>.
1: Yeah. Just <laughs> oh. go ahead and tell me the hotel you're staying at so I can dispatch the fire brigade. <laughs> um, so that'd be great.
0: Oh, you're listening to Dots, Lines, and Destinations, a travel podcast with hosts Stephen Seagraves, Fosma Moon, and Seth Miller hello and welcome to episode 411 of dots lines and destinations i'm steven seagraves joined this this week by seth miller mr miller
1: how you doing i'm i'm all right how are you i'm doing okay i'm much much less likely to be subject to jet lag than you i assume
0: i I, you know i'm actually holding firm i I thought i was gonna fall asleep earlier uh but i'm i'm doing okay
1: yeah it's it's, because you sleep tonight
0: uh, Yeah, that's the real question. So it's it's 8 p.m. here in Bangalore and it is 640 at home in the morning. So, yes, it's a good question. Great question. I might I might have to go down and have a nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have some we have some follow up. Uh, I think it was someone uh, I think it was Travis was left us some follow up. Was that the name? Let me look this up real quick um and it was it was yeah it's travis we'll call him travis k um said i got i got worked up about united business class um you did and yeah um i'm also the father of a toddler though travis and when i when i'm booking these flights i'm actually going to work so (laughs) it's uh it's usually uh it's usually not uh for fun unfortunately sometimes it is but um i just i just fell on after flying Singapore on a four hour flight, it blew United out of the water on a sixteen hour flight. That's all. That's it, all I'm gonna it, think.
1: Oh, I'm curious about this and there's ways in which I would typically tend to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly and there's other ways I think I probably wouldn't necessarily but okay. um from a I would expect that the catering would generally be better. Right now United's food is terrible in my experience in business class. Yes. Um and we've had that conversation with them. Um I've had I, I discussed that with some folks from United sort of off the record at various trade shows and they, they acknowledge it so um, is what it is um, seat wise better same worse I mean
0: I, I, I think I made the comment when we were chatting it's it's essentially Polaris in their regional business class uh, but better um, I think it's just a better laid out seat well um, not as tight um,
1: and I think that's it, because look- it's the 350 though. I think it might be the slightly wider plane.
0: I think I think so. Like it, it actually was weird. Like they have like gaps next to the seat near the windows. Like it actually goes all the way down to the floor. Um I think the one limitation of the seat there with them is uh they block windows every so you have your minus one window no matter what. Um oh, because over. yeah, because of the way the seat played out. Um so I I I like the seat. I think it was great. Um service I think that's probably where it's just like an Asian carrier versus U.S. carrier thing. I find it almost over the top a little bit. Like there's there's got to be a nice middle ground, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't need you doting over me, but I don't don't leave me in my seat for five hours yeah. before you offer me something. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, th- I thought the catering was really good. I, I think the A350 is quite possibly the best airplane to fly long haul on at this point. Extremely, yeah. qu- extremely quiet. Um, and it's just a nice plane. It's just a nice plane,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I would say it the 748 and the 380 upstairs are also very quiet, but you can actually fly the 350 readily. <laughs> and those other yeah, two are exactly much like, harder yeah. to find, yeah. Um, with a few exceptions. So,
0: I just was amazed. Like, at full takeoff power, it was it was quiet it was it was kind of weird uh, Honestly, you just kind of like oh i hear the jets but they're not that loud you could have a conversation yeah uh, so anyway um yeah sorry travis i got worked up i'm excited to be it's all good flying.
1: um <laughs> i was gonna say have you have you picked your route home yet i have not
0: i'm torn maybe our listeners can chime in uh i either can go delta via amsterdam so bangalore amsterdam portland non-stop
1: is it is it it's, um, a, it's, a, it's KLM then Delta or Delta both segments? It's uh KLM then Delta. Okay. And,
0: and then, uh, and it's on a triple seven to, to Amsterdam and then an A330, 300 to Portland. Or I can go Jow uh, to Narita on a 788 and then Narita to Seattle on another 788 and then Seattle to Portland. And I, they both, they both land pretty much the exact same time at Portland. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So our listeners can help us out. I've, I've abandoned the Singapore return. I don't want to sit in San Francisco for six hours when I can be at home. So Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really it. Uh, yeah. Any any other things you want to talk about? Let's talk about India, I guess. Let's just do that right off the bat. <laughs> uh, this is new for me. India is new for me. Um, it's a whole new um, experience, I will say. Um,
1: and it is... It started. I mean, obviously, you land immigration and whatnot. I haven't been to the new Bengaluru airport. Is it season? so?
0: Well, what's what's new? Because there's a new terminal that's being built. But is this whole I, airport new?
1: I thought the entire building is new relative to the one I visited 15 years ago.
0: And is the one that you visited north of the north of the city?
1: I would not be able to give you an accurate answer on that. Okay.
0: So it, it was it's a fine. It, this airport I flew into was fine. It actually reminded me a lot of Hanoi, the way it was built. Like, it looks very similar. Um, and It's like a lot of glass and just the layout with the columns and stuff. Um, yeah, going through immigration was good. E-Visa, highly recommend it. Took 10 minutes to get through that whole
1: process. Okay. Yeah, um, no, this, it is a different airport. This one opened in 2008, and I was there in 2005.
0: Okay. Yeah, it, it's nice. Um, it is far. Uh, it was an hour and a half, almost two-hour journey from the airport to my hotel, and that was at one in the morning.
1: Now, did you take a car? Did you take the little train? Is there a train there?
0: There's no train. Um, there's no? There's,
1: is there? Uh, are they building one? They are
0: building Yes, they are building one, yes. I think the new international, because there's a new international terminal being built. Um, it's almost done. It actually is going to be opened by Modi, like, the day after I leave, I think. so. Okay. Um, I'm kinda glad I'm leaving. I'm kinda sad because it looks like a really cool terminal. Um it actually looks kind of Singaporeish uh in the in the design. Um but yeah, traffic is absolutely horrendous. I had a car that was arranged by my company to pick me up and uh he he was waiting for me and then he had to go get his car. It was like uh half a kilometer away. Um and then he had to sit in the same traffic uh to come to come and get me. And I was like, I could have just walked out to the car with you. Uh,
1: this, uh, <laughs> no, 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 sir. You, you wait here. This would be much more convenient. Like, yes, um, yes. Uh, no, I don't think it will. Um, and there's a level of that I found in India of this is much more convenient. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: I uh, but driving, driving in India makes Hanoi, which is probably one of the more chaotic places I've been, yeah. seem like uh, a quiet suburb. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> So wh- I will tell you that the, the, my version of that is when we went to uh, Vietnam, it was on our honeymoon. So it was a year after we had been to India and for the first time uh, and we were visiting people there and like, oh, the traffic, the traffic, the traffic. And we're like, yeah. Huh? And they were like, why don't like they were getting worried that we weren't worried about the traffic. We're like, oh, well, we were in India last year. They're like, oh, never mind. Like, they were so excited to be like how crazy the traffic was. And they were like, no, we, we've been to like major cities in India. They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you got this. Don't worry about they it. They were disappointed yeah. that we we weren't freaking out about it.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's an experience. I mean, there's nothing quite like going 130 kilometers down a highway in the middle of the night, and then you like s- th- just feel the driver slam on the brakes because there's like a speed bump in the middle of the highway. Yeah, and, uh, Well that's random, and it's it's installed like it's it's lighted. They act- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it, it's it's been an experience so far. Uh, walking, walking. Everyone here at the hotel has been like, I was like, oh, I need to go buy a a chart of an adapter for my my computer, and uh, oh, they're like, sir, you don't want to walk, and I'm like, oh, I don't care. How far is it? They're like, oh, it's a kilometer. I'm like, that's that's fine. And they're like, no, 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 sir, it's not safe. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'll, I'll walk, and they they all insisted on me taking a cab. I'm like, no, yeah. so. Anyway, it's been fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta be careful. My experience depends on like sidewalks aren't really a thing, and just be careful of like traffic and th- the because of the way the traffic is, you know, unless you're even if you are, but unless you're on sidewalks, there can be, you know, it's a it's a little dark. walking on the shoulder is a little sketchy.
0: Yes, yes, it I, it seems like people walk in the street more than on the sidewalks maybe because the sidewalks are so uneven yeah. in places um i i will not do that i'll I'll walk on the uneven sidewalk cuz it, yeah. It, it, yeah anyway um let's talk uh, world cup shuttles
1: yeah so uh fifa world cup uh football's going great i guess i don't know there's a lot of upsets been interesting to watch but a combination of there haven't been that many people in the stands mm. from what i've seen which is interesting um And part of that is Doha or Qatar, like stupid, expensive and crazy rules about getting in and going to the games. But uh, also, like every day, there's a handful of shuttle flights from Dubai World Central, which is the airport sort of just south of Dubai, the theoretical Mm new big one that's eventually going to get grown up um, into Doha, where basically somewhere between a thousand and two thousand seats. Fly in to bring people in, and then fly out to bring people out because they can't afford to stay in Doha <laughs> every night. <laughs> so it's literally like you take you fly in, then you go to your game, and then you go back to the airport and you fly home to go back to your hotel.
0: do You have to clear immigration each time. Yeah. Oh, that sucks.
1: And it's only like, I think, like an hourish flight. Yeah. Um, but there are di- there are separate time zones, so like it's zero time one direction and two hours the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is amusing uh but yeah it's there's i've just like i don't know with that like you wonder like i just can't help but wonder where all like is this even enough seats and like why are i mean obviously you know you've got fifty, sixty thousand person stadiums you're only flying a couple thousand seats in so that's not going to fill up the stadiums for the matches but i don't know it's kind of crazy
0: yeah I'm, I'm wondering like why not use saudi arabia right isn't wouldn't that be
1: better like drive up
0: yeah I, i'm just trying to think like isn't i mean isn't there some other stuff there a bahrain even like wouldn't that be more effective or i'm guessing
1: it's, it's i mean i guess they're, they're, i think for Saudi, i'm not sure there's much in the way of like development mm-hmm. yeah right. there's do, there? there's the mom um, to the
0: north that's about it really
1: yeah i just don't feel like there's much uh in play there but um yeah i don't know there's Bahrain is similarly close. Yeah, only 90 miles. You you wonder why you couldn't just hop across like that. But I would I want, I would assume it's because there's not a ton of like cheap hotels in Bahrain either.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or Abu Dhabi. Like, I guess maybe they didn't want to run it out of Abu Dhabi um, just because it's less populated or smaller of a city.
1: Well, DWC is basically halfway between Abu Dhabi and Dubai.
0: Oh, okay. So they're splitting the difference there. Okay.
1: They're splitting the difference there, yeah. I was there last November. I flew into Abu Dhabi to go to the Dubai Air Show, Uh and ended up taking a car all the way back to Abu Dhabi in the morning. Excuse me, all the way back to Dubai in the morning, and (laughs) then halfway back again to get to the air show to check in and do my thing that day. But I had to drop my bags off because they were being sticklers about no suitcases at the trade show. (laughs) Jeez, Uh, that's pretty crazy.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so I guess the upside of this is you could like get loaded in the morning before your flights so that you don't have to worry about buying beer outside the stadium
1: that you can't buy. That you can't buy. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Because <laughs> nothing says a good time like getting loaded in the Dubai airport and then hoping you're still drunk eight hours later at a film. Let's keep this buzz going, baby. <laughs> With what? Anyway. All right, but uh, yes, it did along the in the long list of there's always an aviation angle. I thought that was an interesting bit at play.
0: It is. I mean, it's it's I think the time zone piece is the most interesting, right? Like, yeah, it's it's there's like a time difference there. But
1: yeah, Um, I'm trying to remember. I know I've done in Doha when I was on one of my junkets with Qatar Airways. They took us down to the Saudi border.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I'm not sure what the road situation is there. Like we went dune bugging dune busting through there and drove down and they're like, Yes, you see at the bottom of the hill there. That's Saudi Arabia. Oh. Um but there weren't highways. So I'm, i I would imagine there probably are some, but I'm just not sure what uh Saudi has at the yes. other end.
0: Yeah, and then you got to clear and then you gotta clear Saudi immigration and
1: Yeah. Um and probably aren't having getting lit before your match there either.
0: Uh yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Don't don't think so. Um what about Fly Atlantic launching in 2024 is this actually happening?
1: It they say they are. Uh so this is a new upstart low-cost carrier airline. I think look i let's assume low-cost carrier. They're uh going to be based in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we'll say the Aer Lingus model of connections via or the Iceland Air model but a little further east so connections via that part of the world six ish hour flights to the u s and then two ish hour flights to most of continental europe uh three twenty ones so who knows i don't i'm i'm I am as always a little skeptical, but it could work,
0: yeah, I mean, of all the planes, I guess i mean are they gonna fly is the big thing Belfast like they're gonna fly from Belfast or are they just basing The crews and stuff there. The airline's gonna be based there, and then they're gonna fly from other places.
1: No, I think they intend to use Belfast as a hub.
0: Interesting. Is is there enough traffic into
1: Belfast? You know, I think the point is you connect people. You constantly connect people through, and you only peel off a tiny bit going into Belfast.
0: But I mean, are they? uh, So you're saying they're gonna have like some European connections, or are they gonna fly deeper? Okay,
1: onward into continental Europe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's it's what play is. it's what fly is doing it's what iceland air did it's what Aer Lingus started as you could argue that iceland and uh dublin have better tourism demand these days i would say for inbound traffic at least with the pound so weak uh you know americans going to europe next summer or summer 24 who all knows what the exchange rates will be but like there's some reason to hope for decent exchange rates there but
0: I mean, that's the other thing, too, is Belfast and, is Northern Ireland, so it's, yeah. it's in the UK. It's not EU, so it's not like going through Shannon or Dublin, right, to where you, you know, you clear immigration there, and then you're kind of like a domestic flight into the Schengen zone, um, um, which would be a plus, but I don't think it's a plus here.
1: Yeah. So, um, Going back real quick to our, sorry, I just got a map up going back to our Saudi Arabia option. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a town called uh, what's this called uh, Salwa, just across the Saudi border. It has a hotel called Hotel, no, uh, according to Google Maps. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I would not suggest that. That's probably a great place to spend a lot of time.
0: <laughs> I would agree. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is. It's interesting. I'll be interested to see if. Uh, this actually takes off literally and secretively
1: yeah no i I, right like most things weakness in the other transatlantics right like norse is showing norse atlantic is showing some weakness in certain markets they're doubling down though uh play seems to be doing okay but who the heck knows there's always someone who can grab a lease on a handful of a321s and give it another go though Uh, uh so yep yeah. Uh,
0: well, new service is always important, and Latam is adding Sao Paulo to Los Angeles. It's cool. It's a cool line.
1: It's a cool line. It's going to be the first. Uh, it's officially the first route announced that gets to take advantage of the joint venture with Delta, which is now formally approved. Um, but it's not. They're not going to be the only. Well, historically, American that has operated that route, so it's not the only. Uh, no one's operating it now, uh, but historically they've operated it. Um, and, you know, going back years, I, I was looking earlier, I think it was 2017 uh, or 2018, maybe, Korean operated it, even. Oh. Uh, 2016. I don't know, I as, as a, 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 ta- a tag-on to, like, a yeah. alloy? In 2016, uh, as, as far back as 2016, a couple days a week, Korean operated it as a tag flight because it was, in theory in theory had that additional draw and there is uh, a decent asian population in brazil which is always right. interesting to me but um yeah uh it's they're not the only ones operating that flight it's good competition you know delta and latam are hyping it up as you know bringing the additional competition or the additional connections at la for delta's hub there um i think the the press release also highlighted a couple other interesting routes uh like Delta is going to finally actually launch its uh Miami to Orlando service mm-hmm. on December first, so this week. Huh. Um and Miami to Los Angeles will finally officially launch the 17th later this month. Atlanta to Sao Paulo's finally coming along as kind of got a second flight. Uh New York Sao Paulo goes up to daily. Atlanta Lima grows. Um it's got getting switching to the three fifty, which I think is the I actually think it's the ones that they borrowed from Latam. Uh, <laughs> based on the uh specification because it doesn't have premium economy on it. Premium select. Uh and Atlanta to Santiago is going from uh from three weekly flights to daily service. So uh yeah, you know there there's a couple others listed in here too. There there are some interesting bits um coming along, but it really is Uh, I don't know that, that, that new route is a fun one for sure. Uh, it's a longer flight than you think it should be 6,700 miles or something. Yeah. It's so no 6,100. Sorry. Yeah. But it's still a pretty long jaunt, uh, South palace, pretty far East. It turns out in addition to being South, it's, it's also, it's also,
0: yeah, it's, it's due Southeast from Atlanta. I mean, it's, it's far East, um, it's interesting to me that the Great Circle route puts almost the entire flight path over land.
1: Yeah, it goes straight through across basically Mexico and then the Aeth Smiths and then... Yep, yeah, it's crazy. got through but, yep. Um,
0: I, I'm actually a little surprised. I mean, it's I'm surprised, I guess, that Delta's doing it at LA or they're pushing this through LA. I mean, I guess there's enough O&D traffic there to make this work and, yeah. and connections, and it, it's it's good.
1: Yeah, I think... And it, I think there's enough local traffic there. And again, it's, LATAM's operating it, but this is the way these joint ventures work is let's see if we can find a plane mm-hmm. that has sort of the right economics to maybe sort of get this, you know, these sort of what were marginal routes to happen. And right, like, they already run Santiago to LA. There are some other ones, but this mm-hmm. is, uh, it'll be a fun exit to come along.
0: I guess I'm just surprised that maybe they they didn't try and push this out of... I, I think I think it's trying to shove a stick in American's eye. Uh, I'm just surprised they didn't do it out of Seattle. Uh, but I, I think L.A. is more of a poke at the eye. Yeah,
1: no, I mean they highlight the, the onward connections to Seattle that are available. Like, yeah, yeah Latin yeah. also has Santiago and Lima uh, available. So interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: what else we got? AA pilots are handing out just, cards.
1: I'm sorry, for- just real quick. Delta's claiming they're the largest global carrier at LAX. High capacity? I have no idea.
0: I well, mean, you can be the largest of anything if you can make up the numbers.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look into that. That's a...
0: <laughs> Delta. We got to
1: talk. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, Delta United and United American. Those will be what we consider our global carriers, right? Yep. And Delta has the most flights, and the most seats, and the most ASMs for filed currently for through October twenty twenty three. They, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so American uh, Allied Pilots Association, their pilots union leading into the holiday weekend got aggressive um, publicity, right? Where there was a lot of airline executives saying everything's going to be fine. We're prepared. We're prepared. We're prepared. Um, we're recording this on Sunday morning in the US. So the the biggest stress test is about to happen. We've got about you know 10 or 12 hours yet to go of of Thanksgiving Sunday travel. Um, but fortunately, weather has been spectacular this week all across the country. Uh. Bluebird skies everywhere. So, no storms, no major disruptions to to account for. Travel has been great. I hope that that continues for the rest of the day. In the meantime, however, the pilots union had been preparing. They printed up business cards essentially to give out for their pilots to give out to passengers when. Flights were disrupted, basically saying, disappointed? We are, too. Uh, <laughs> here's some things that might help. And the things that might help were it's a QR code you scan and it gives you the opportunity to tweet at American Airlines. Hi, American. I'm on flight X. Allied pilots said you might be able to help me. <laughs> um, the opportunity or uh, also a link to the DOT uh dashboard of what your rights are when flights are canceled and whatever which okay fine um and a link to send an email to the c e o to to let him know that your flight was delayed or cancelled Wow, so yeah, that's a really normal way to handle I, union uh labor relations and contract negotiations i think
0: but was did they even get an opportunity to hand these out?
1: Well, so that's my—that's what makes me laugh so much. It's like, no, they haven't. Like, there's been almost no canceled flights, very few delays. It's been truly, this week has arguably been some of the best performance from airlines in years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pilots are like, dang it.
1: Why didn't we have any delays? Um, but it, the whole thing is amusing in so many ways to me. Like, why, why did they think that was a good idea? And to, like, poke the, you know, stick in the eye to management like that. Like yes tweet and make sure that you know we sent make sure they know we sent you mm-hmm. is, i don't know, like if you want to cause a disruption or like chaos for the company Or not, not a disruption right if you want if you want to do that sort of thing like cool i'm not sure you should be actively and aggressively taking credit for it like that but yeah, sure. yeah. what the hell uh
0: it's yeah i mean i think it's interesting like i at my flight here we were delayed by like 30 minutes because arrival times but we 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 made it, like, we were actually early still, coming to Singapore. <laughs> so, it's like, even with the delays, it's like, it's not that bad, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, right, and like, <clears throat> you could argue part of that is uh, flight schedules are over-padded and, 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 and. But, at some level, it is <clears throat> much better to have a operation that is realistic in terms of when the people are going to get to where they're going. Mm-hmm. You uh, you know, you want people to be uh, I want to be on time or early, yet if you lie to me and tell me it's going to take half hour longer than it should, like, okay, like, I'm going to be mad that I'm early? I don't think so. Exactly. It costs you money. It reduces your flight. It, it does, it, there are some ways it's bad for passengers. It reduces flight options yep. in ways because the overall efficiency of staffing and everything else drops, right? You can't use employees as much if an hour-long flight is now blocked at an hour 20, and they can only fly eight hours a day. You, they can uh, One set of crew can only can fly fewer flights. Yep. A plane can fly fewer flights. So it costs more to run with the, adding like that. But you are more likely to get where you're going when you expected to or early as opposed to being late and stressed and hating everybody.
0: And it's it's yeah, it's more realistic in the terms of knowing how airports work. Like right? Right. we know San Francisco runs 15 minutes behind these times a day. So we'll pad those flights a little bit because yeah we know it's realistic so
1: yeah but anyway, like, your flight being half hour you know delayed half hour taken off and still getting in early if it had landed too early Singapore authorities would have been mad yep potentially right if you land outside your slot time you can potentially be fine for arriving too early or too late and, and you just would have sat there without a gate you would have sat there without a gate taking up space that potentially could have like if it's in a taxiway you're now blocking someone else getting out or you know all of those other things and like I'd rather be, especially on an 18-hour flight, I'd rather be sitting there at the beginning, like, laughing at the fact that we got to sit here because we're going to be too early, than landing and being like, I just want to get off this plane. Ex- exactly, uh-huh.
0: yeah. It's like, give me another champagne or sparkling wine, yeah. let's say, because that's what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, in the meantime, like, yeah, I'm I'm happy to sit here and relax before we get going. At, at the end of the flight, I'm not going to be this happy, so let's...
0: Exactly, exactly. Um... New round of single pilot operations talk. So it seems like uh, ICAO seems that this is going to happen. So, yeah,
1: I can't tell exactly what ICAO did. Um, So, International Civil Aviation Organizations, the UN authority or group that sort of helps define a lot of standards around this stuff. Um, I don't know exactly what they did, but they did something that touched off this whole round, another whole round of the world is ending. You should never get on a single pilot plane. No, they'll be fine. Technology is great. Like the back and forth and whatever. And I think, uh, Steve Giordano is one of uh, the more amusing and friendly pilots on Twitter actually put together a very interesting thread that I'll put a link to in the show notes. But basically, yes, it's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen on the planes that are flying today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, Talked on the show, I think at one point, um, about how there was a push for this on very small planes in, uh, England and Scotland. Mm -hmm. And there's some remote Island's, uh, small plane service that it's expensive to keep those running. Um, and trying to come up with a way to do that, to keep, you know, the Shetlands and the Orkneys and whatnot connected, And doing it with dual pilots and whatever. Um, And it's just inefficient planes. So like, is that a good market for electric aircraft with almost no range? Yes, because the routes are all under 50 miles. They're just between islands. Mm -hmm. Um, So you start looking at maybe there's someone that's 100 miles, but whatever. Like those are routes that could work on electric or low-powered hydrogen engines because they don't need, you don't need to go 500 miles. You don't need to go 1,000 miles. And it's a small plane. You're only carrying 6 to 10 people, not 30 or more because the runways are short. Uh, like they just, you can't build, but you're not going to get bigger stuff in there. So, but one of the things that had been talked about in that context was single pilot operations and the discussion of how, how much connectivity would you need and what types of systems would you need to have that would allow a, someone on the ground, a pilot on the ground or something, you know, call them what you will, uh, flight monitor and on the ground, to be able to get that plane safely back in should something happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And where would it land? On a runway. We can't promise you which one, but it'll be on a runway, right? Like, mm-hmm. and the idea was sort of, I've heard of different versions, and one, it, you know, it's not remote control, I can fly it, and whatever. It's, I hit a panic button, and the, uh right, and they did, there's some general aviation planes that have this. Not parachute pop, but like, I can hit, I think it's a Garmin has an Auto Land. Yes. So Gar-
0: Garmin's new Auto Land. Yeah.
1: Right. They, so they have basically a, a panic button that says, okay, I see that this airport is here and I have enough access to enough of the sensors that I can understand, you know, understand and control the flight surfaces and the engine and this and that. And I'll put us there. Yeah. Obviously, that's easy in good conditions, which is not typically when you'd think you'd need it. And so, how does it work if you know, a bird hit a wing and the flaps are busted or something like that. I don't know. We can make up any example. There's thunderstorms. You can make up plenty of examples where it gets more risky, but it's the sort of thing that, you know, it will start small, it will start slow, it will be in very limited circumstances, but is the the internet service or the data link good enough that Mm. someone's going to know this happened? And of course, this all Comes against the backdrop of a couple weeks ago, or a week, uh, a pilot on the American yeah. Eagle flight, o- o- envoy, yeah, Ottawa, yeah, became incapacitated uh, right at takeoff and eventually died a couple of days later, which is very sad. But uh, you know, do you ne- you need two pilots to handle that? And you know, what if this single pilot was incapacitated? Who takes over? What takes over? It's a very interesting conversation, it's an interesting debate, but I think a lot of the, it wouldn't work on that plane, right? It would not have worked on that plane as the systems existed. Could the systems be adapted and changed that, you know, will it happen in my lifetime In your lifetime?
0: I'm not sure. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good question because, like, with that Envoy example, right, like, he he became incapacitated very quickly. Um, You know, how does the system know? Like, oh, this this person is incapacitated. I have to, like, why, did it, if it was a computer, like, if he's flying the autopilot when he becomes incapacitated, and it's it's just set to climb it's just going to keep climbing to the altitude that it's assigned um and the only thing that will get anyone to know that it's a miss is he doesn't check in on the radio so right. and then Which, is it like you know is it a terrorist attack is it sorry, you know whatever I was just going to say is it like a terrorist attack or is it something else or you know
1: what we don't yeah, know. why why didn't he check in etc yeah but arguably if the plane just continues to climb that's mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. um if it's a terrorist attack and it's not responding, and there's a, someone on the bot, on the ground hits the emergency button and the plane lands, arguably that's safer. Also, like yep. it's it's an interesting one and it's weird. I'm not completely opposed to it, but yeah. uh-huh. certainly some questions about the technology and what it will take to get them to a level that really can support that. We're we're nowhere near there today.
0: Yeah, I think people are freaking out and thinking this is going to happen overnight, and that's just not realistic. From Any perspective.
1: We're just going to retrofit that onto the 737-500. It'll be fine.
0: that will be great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) um, So
0: China Southern is headed back or headed to One World. I guess not back. Headed to One World.
1: No. Back. There's some rumors floating around. um, Possibly a big press conference this week, uh, which by the time this episode comes out, you know, some people will the press conference will either have already happened or not but there's some rumors floating around that China Southern is going to join one world so if i remember correctly american airlines took a stake in them a while back uh, mm, I there was rumors about that. it then and when you figure uh right air china's in star alliance star alliance uh china eastern is in sky team i think yep with delta yep um with a part like a stake and so like one World has never really had a mainland China partner, ostensibly because of Cathay mm-hmm. not wanting competition and wanting to maintain its sort of, especially China Southern is in Guangzhou, has a major hub in Guangzhou just across the border there. Um, That would be, you know, an affront to Cathay. Now, counterpoint, Cathay is a shell of what it once was. Uh, Chinese control over Hong Kong is very different than what it once was. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not surprised. I think this is a weird time for them to join One World. I mean, China's still not really open uh, and there's a bunch going on there with regards to, you know, people being mad about the zero COVID yeah. policy. Um so it would be
1: a strange time. There's been some weird levels of protest have sort of been cropping up. No, yeah, it, 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 it,
0: at, at different yeah, different industrial facilities at different places where things are being produced. It's uh it's kind of it's kind of wild. But I it's a weird time I think to announce your joining One World if you can't actually get to China, really? Um readily.
1: Yeah, still. so yeah, anyway. That's all. The press conference is in London, so you know that explains a few things. <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh yeah. So I mean I think I think that's really the show. I mean, we've got some bonus topics for our Patreon subscribers. We're going to talk about Frontier, uh not uh offering customer service via the telephone. EasyJet is uh pitching empty nesters for flight attendant roles and uh some Boeing freighter certification issues. We'll talk about that. Uh so yeah, thank you to our Patreon subscribers. We've got a couple of new ones, uh Terry M and Daniel H. Thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, for, thanks for listening and happy travels, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: And if anyone wants to place bets on whether Steven sleeps tonight or not, I'm taking odds.